The following program contains coarse language and nudity. Discretion is advised. Hey there, folks. This is Kristen Williams with another Trans Advocate podcast, and we have the regular pod crew, which is Robin Mack and Alexis. And so we were talking about um, Trump being an idiot, right? That's what we were yeah. talking no, about. No, 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 no. Well, no, it's no, like no, not no, news. No, no, no. I mean, we, we, were we, we need about... to not insult idiots. Okay. No. <laughs> Okay. Uh, That's let's fair. Say, Everyone um, gets a shot. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, uh, before we get on a roll, uh-huh. I wanted to say that I, uh, I, I just heard back from Seal Press. Okay. And Heath, uh, they said that they put. Heath's present, uh, you know, prize in the mail. So Heath, that's on its way to you. Yay. And um, I've noticed that we've been getting a pretty big jump in signups for the giveaway. Great, because so. we have uh, our next gift that we can give oh. away. It's that's uh, right. And I'm drinking out. Well, I'm drinking out of a mug that is like what you would get. You're not going to get this mug. So unless just you like, want it. <laughs> I don't share juices, so. <laughs> but we do share buttons. They have really great buttons in there, so it's Pride's How coming up. How many buttons up. do we have in there? We've got about three. We've got one for the Trans Advocate, one for the Trans Foundation of America, and then another fancy Trans Advocate one with our logo on there. Oh, the, the new... The this new, coffee like, mug fits in your coffee maker and your microwave. Oh, which is awesome. So good. So, if you would like a uh, coffee mug and the buttons and all of that stuff, just go to our webpage, transadvocate.com. You will see these little ads that say, giveaway time. Click that. It'll take you to a page. You can sign up. If you are a patron of the Trans Advocate, that is, if you um, subscribe to us on Patreon, uh, for every entry that you have, you get an extra one. So if you have one in there, um, then that's two. So, and I think we've decided last time that basically if you mm-hmm. put in an entry, it's just kind of an ongoing We're going to let it ride. Entry. Yeah. 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 Okay. And my guess is we'll probably clear them out once a year or something, but okay. we'll let everybody know what's going okay. on. And then that way you have more chances to win. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And, and I'm guessing that. Oh, sometime within the next week, the picture of the mug and the buttons will show up someplace on the <laughs> Trans Advocate webpage around where we say we're giving it away. And it's interesting. It's interesting to watch like the places that these entries are rolling in from. Like we've got a lot from America, of course, but then you know you see one from Mexico, one from Canada, one from Brazil. We got the UK know, too, UK's, right? Yeah. Like lots from the UK. I'm like, wow, that's really kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little scary. Mm-hmm. Do we have any Russian bots? No. Not yet. In- Dang no, it. No. Okay, we need to send him a note. I mean, I'm, right. we, <laughs> I feel left out. Yeah, exactly. Come bot me. <laughs> yeah. Well, do we have any updates from Trans Advocate Brazil? I, I mean, I keep seeing a lot of I posts, mean, but it's in yeah, Portuguese, it's a, so every it's now and exactly. then I'll read one. <laughs> Their articles look good. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, no, actually, you know, we could make that kind of a thing on this podcast where before we go on air, mm-hmm. I can ask them, hey, what's going on? And they could tell us in English. And then I can. This is very helpful. You know, <laughs> yes. You know, I, you know, okay. probably would not be. My Portuguese is really horrible, uh-huh. like almost non existent as to, like, I might be able to pronounce a word. 
but it would be pretty comical from there on out. Like, for instance, I was saying housekeeping last time and said house cleeping. You know, right. I, I don't even have English now. I was about yeah. to say that was in English. So, yes, <laughs> well, maybe exactly. it was Portuguese. I don't know. It could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have a commitment to support, you know, getting the um, murder rate down and getting awareness up. Mm-hmm. And we launched Trans Advocate Brazil. And so, if we can have any updates, I think our subscribers, readers, listeners would really care. Yeah. I think that that's a really good idea. Um, speaking of good ideas, we have an election coming up. Oh. Um, yeah, that would be April 23rd. And so if you're going to, so please go to the trans advocate. There's a little thing on the front page that says register to vote and just click through that, go through the form. You can do it there at the trans advocate. Um, we'll help you get registered. So register and vote. So, um, you have to have been registered by May 22nd to vote in the uh, April 23rd runoff. Runoff election. Yeah, in, te- in Texas, this year is pretty easy to figure out when there's an election. They're constant. Yes. <laughs> you know, we, people started campaigning in January. They will be campaigning for some election the entire year because as soon as we're finished with the runoffs, now we're into the general election. <laughs> yeah. And, and as Kristen said, registering to vote and going to vote is great. Honestly, if you aren't going to go vote, don't bother to register. It just makes the numbers look worse. That's that's the truth. But, you know, every one of but you... But you can't wait till the last minute to decide you're going to, so I guess you ought to register early. Yes, you should. And, you know, there's no excuse. No excuse. I don't care how edgy you think you are for not voting. Everything about our community rides on who has power to represent us. And... Um, your life, the lives of your friends, the lives of your chosen family, the lives of all the little kids that are queer that you have never met before, ride on who represents us. And that's the reality that we have to live within. And you have to deal with that reality. And that means taking 10, 15 minutes to go vote. Just do it, please. <laughs> that I'll get off my soapbox. Well, okay, but I think there is an excuse. Okay, what's, what's the next If you like the way all the politicians are treating us, especially the president, then I guess don't bother. <laughs> just let it ride. <laughs> I mean, if, if you just love the way things are going, then sure, don't bother. In fact, I'd rather you didn't vote now that I'm thinking about it more, because <laughs> that way we can get rid of your people. <laughs> <laughs> well, so before we go any further, we have a, a, a segment. We've only done one of these before. It's one of these... Um, you know, yet another sexual predator who's pretending to be a moral uh, paragon, you know, got caught. So, um, oh, surprise, surprise. (laughs) I want to take a break for that segment. So here we go. It's time for an installment of yet another anti-queer activist is sexually abusing someone. And we need to talk about it. No homos. He looks like a homo. Welcome to the part of the podcast wherein we review news concerning yet another anti-queer activist sexually abusing someone. This week, we take a look at the fundamentalist preacher, Pastor Dennis Patterson, who was caught by Nashville police after sexually abusing the children of the parishioners of an anti-gay church for almost 20 years. But before we do that, let's take a closer look at the anti-queer activism of Pastor Patterson and his church. 
Upon learning that the Metro Council was going to act to protect queer people from employment discrimination, the good pastor told the Tennessean newspaper, quote, We want to make sure we keep the pressure on. Let them know that any time they bring this up, we'll be down here to oppose it. Members of Patterson's congregation gathered to fight against equality, holding signs reading, God knows best, vote no. Patterson's congregation said they were terribly concerned that, quote, homosexuals and transgendered individuals were out to get, quote, special rights. Patterson's congregation at Nolansville Road Baptist Church pushed a petition urging the Metro Council to vote against any and all rights for queer Americans, saying, quote, We, the undersigned residents, citizens, voters, taxpayers, and consumers of Davidson County, Tennessee, strongly oppose any attempt to include sexual orientation as a protected class under the proposed amendments to the city codes, and any bills designed to validate or formally recognize any non-traditional genders or sexual preferences. We urge the individual members of the Metro Council and Vice Mayor Howard Gentry to vote against these measures. If necessary, Mayor Bill Purcell, we urge you to veto them. Unbeknownst to Pastor Patterson's flock, while he was directing their collective attention upon the supposed evils of queer people having civil rights, he was preying on their children. The Tennessean newspaper reported, quote, After interviewing multiple church and staff members, police said the detectives identified multiple victims, most of them boys, who were molested from 1998 to 2017. Police did not say how old the children were at the time of the alleged abuse. Patterson has been indicted on eight counts of aggravated sexual battery. Each count is linked to a different child, according to police. Police said more charges relating to additional victims, quote, are anticipated as the investigation continues. Police urge anyone with information about Patterson that needs to be reported to call the department's Youth Services Division at 615-862-7417, end quote. According to police, the congregation is fully cooperating with the ongoing investigation, while Pastor Patterson is not. Patterson is currently being held on a $100,000 bond, while his church has removed any and all mention of their long-serving pastor from their site and social media, though Pastor Patterson's Twitter account still proudly proclaims that he is, quote, pastor of Nolansville Road Baptist Church. If you're a victim of sexual assault, you can get help through any of the following queer-positive providers. The National Sexual Assault 24-7 Hotline at 1-800-656-HOPE. The Anti-Violence Project LGBTQ 24-7 Hotline at 212-714-1124. The GLBT National Help Center Hotline at 1-800-246-PRIDE. Okay. 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 All right. Yeah. So, we got hey, we're back. And, uh, you know, something that I, I was listening to some other podcasts, 538 and, you know, various news, and it seems like the census is on everyone's mind, specifically about um, them asking citizenship questions. That's what people seem to be focusing on. But uh, the Daily Beast wrote a story uh, titled Gay and Single, Bisexual, Transgender, the 2020 Census Still Erases You. Now, can we pause for a second and talk about what the hell the census is why we why we do a census you know like who came up with the idea of having you know this questionnaire that everyone has to fill fill out where did that come from alexis (laughs) (laughs) well i mean to to begin with the census was one of the basic things that 
uh, was mandated in the Constitution. Right, I mean, yeah. it, it, it came up very early because we need to know how many people were here. Mm-hmm. The, the thing a lot of people don't understand about the census is that the mandate was to count everyone. Right. Not every citizen, not every taxpayer, not every subdivision, just to count everyone. Right. So that was like round one. And the reason for that was to decide how much representation they get in Congress and how you split up any money the federal government's giving them. And mm-hmm. at that time, they weren't going to be given any. They were all giving it to the federal government. Right. But but basically, your congressional representation is based on the census and you draw your districts in really weird ways sometimes, yes. <laughs> and it spends a lot of time in court, and you go do that. So every 10 years, we go out and count everyone. Mm-hmm. Now, over time, they've picked up more and more data while they're doing it, mainly for convenience. It's like, sure. well, wouldn't it be neat to know how old the people were? Mm-hmm. So they start asking age questions. Wouldn't it be neat to know ethnicity? So they mm-hmm. start asking those, and, and they just keep adding questions. Mm-hmm. And every time they add a question, there's people who don't don't like that they're adding the question. For instance, this year, there's one that I really don't like that they're talking about adding, and that is asking whether or not someone's a citizen. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't trust that it will not be misused. That's my problem. You know, too much information is sometimes bad. Um, Then there's also people who really want that question. For instance, in our case, a lot of our community really think that it would be great if they asked uh, gender, gender expression, sexuality, the whole set of GLBTQI, whatever we want to go, uh, questions. I'm not sure. I mean, that has an upside and a downside. Right. Because we've been really do, big on privacy for a yeah. long time. Do you, do you really, for reals, want your government to know? Now, forget what, government. I can buy the census data. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. And That's so, right. So, so if I want to know. Is, is census data tied to a particular person for instance if you're you're asked to fill out a census sheet does it have like your address on it or it it has all of that now Mm -hmm. you you can get some data that actually is tied to a specific person or name but normally it is tied to a census block but the census Ah. blocks have gotten smaller and smaller ah okay i mean it's easy to get something that's like five or six city blocks that they've sort of blocked out as, as, as something like that. Then you get average data and that's all fine. But then you can also go ahead and get something that will give you a household, mm. essentially a single address. Well, I live alone. Guess what? They get my data. It's pretty uh-huh. clear. It's straightforward. Uh-huh. And, and you'll, one of the numbers you'll see is how many people live there. Mm. So it, it, it's really fairly straightforward to get information on people. And if nothing else, you can get it down pretty darn close with the census data these days. And especially if you take some of the other databases that are available and you sort of overlay them a little bit. Right, right. And there are companies that do that to sell you sort of enhanced census data and those sorts of things. So, And certainly census data is used uh, for all kinds of things outside of the realm of government specifically oh it is you know from academic to business as you were saying yep. but um so why okay i get that it, it's it, it's it's it, like I, the basic data set on the people that are physically in this country okay so i i get that it's like mandated by the constitution why did they think that it was necessary to know for the government to know who's in this country well, because we did this little thing of deciding how we're going to do the Congress and the Senate. Mm. The Senate's really easy. Each state, we know how many there are. They each get two senators. Oh, so you're saying that, okay, so it, depending on how many people are in a district, then 
they that def- defines how what that district and, and size it, is going to be or how, yeah what? theoretically okay and it goes to the state uh for instance one of the big concerns california has with uh adding the question on uh immigration what your immigration mm-hmm. status mm-hmm. is they think people will not fill it out they actually think they might lose up to six uh congress seats now, oh really i think that's an awful lot to lose but that's california has a lot texas wow. texas also has a lot Right. Texas might lose some too, and the states that have no people concerned about that might get more, and and so what happens is there's a fixed number of Congress people. Mm-hmm. This is the House, and they're divided up based on the census data. Uh, I and, see. And so we have the census every ten years, and then immediately after the census data is validated and published, every state house in the country starts redrawing all of their congressional districts. Oh. Okay. And when I say every state house, I mean every single one of them. I gotcha. And, uh-huh. you know, lately for the last several years, it's been sort of a gerrymander thing, which means we try to draw the district so that my people will win regardless of what happens. Gotcha. It's uh-huh. like, let's put all the people who are going to vote against us in this one district so they get one slot, but they don't get the other 20 they deserve. Okay. Well, what what's the argument for counting, like having data that... You know, how many trans people are in America? How many gay people are in America? How many um, undocumented? How many, um, you know, how many? What is the rationale for having that kind of data? These days, the federal government gives lots of people lots of money. Ah, mm -hmm. And they usually distribute the money based on population, census data, et cetera, or at least that's where they start. After that, they distribute it based on how well they've been lobbied by various states, et cetera. But theoretically, if the number goes up and it's something that they're providing support for and funding, the money would go up. And so Mm -hmm. it's a big money type thing. And that's that's the other thing with the states. These days, the federal governments for a lot of states give the states more money than the states give the federal government. Uh, You know, Texas, for instance, does not get more money than it provides to the federal government, but a lot of states do. Okay, so for this census, um, what I'm seeing is if you you happen to be gay or bi or lesbian and you're married, your gay marriage will be counted on the census. Correct? You'll be counted as married. Yes, exactly. It's like, you know, marital status, is single, married, divorced, that whole bit, whatever they've mm-hmm. decided, and there's usually a list. You'll just be click, they'll, they'll click that box, if you will. I see. Uh, it won't uh-huh. say that it's you're gay or anything else because that's probably not going to be on there. So if you're trans and a census taker comes around and you, they're you like, get male or female, which one do you want? Well, so do you get to pick or do they pick? You get to pick. You get to pick. They hand you a little machine and they say, "Okay, we'll click whatever box," and it just says male or female. Oh, okay, okay. And, is and, there an argument for having something other than male or female? Like, is it? I mean, only for accuracy. Okay, mm-hmm. for accuracy. Well, <laughs> yes. I, I mean, you know, because I can tell you what will happen if they come to my door and they bring me the box and they do that. I'll be like, uh, can no, I check both. <laughs> no, the, 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 the answer is wrong. Uh, no, uh-huh. I'm not male or female. Uh-huh. 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 And so that discussion will go on for a while, and then we'll both get bored of it. Whoever's there, <laughs> and I'll say, well. I, I can't answer the question accurately, and you're going to ask me to swear that my answers are correct at the end, so what do I do? Oh. Mm-hmm. And right. at that point, if I think about it, and now that I've thought about it, I will probably record what they tell me, because they're either going to tell me to perjure myself. So, mm-hmm. actually, that, that brings up a question, a legal pr- question for uh, trans people, um, that is somewhat analogous to the question of, of are you a citizen? 
is, will this data be used by political operatives to come at you? Of that course. Is, um, so if you say that you are not a legal citizen, mm -hmm. are you risking deportation, jail, whatever? If you are trans and you say, I am male, but you are sex female at birth, and perhaps that's what's on your state ID, mm -hmm. um, and, and you get down to the bottom and you say, you know, under penalty of perjury, whatever, is there any risk at all? to doing that instead of using your state issued idea what what the state sexed you at birth instead of what your gendered identity is i mean my opinion i'm a lawyer thank god mm -hmm. but you know is that if you lie on a form where you say you aren't lying there's uh -huh. always risk okay so but, and and but and if they don't a, give you a choice but now what that, do you do okay so but is that a lie i mean you know, so well, is it is it phrase sex I, I, or is it phrase gender? Basically, the census hasn't really caught up to well, offering a trans option. Exactly. Like about two summers mm. ago, they they launched a HIV survey in Houston, and um, a, a census person was at a talkback for for uh, safe sex education. Mm. And you know, you you can you take the survey? Yes, I can. Okay. Well, do you want to check male or female? And I said neither. And I said okay. And I said, well, what do you do if you're trans? And they said, well the survey is only constructed this way, then you can't proceed with the questions. So that and means so you can't I be said, surveyed. Okay. And, and they, and I said, well, how can you be counted and, mm -hmm. and therefore theoretically get, you know, programming support or whatever? Like, how can you show the need if you can't be counted? And she's like, yeah, this is a problem. And I have a list that you can put your name on saying you would have taken the survey had you, you know, because it was kind of like a customer complaint list at that yeah, point. Yeah, pretty know? much. And, and she's like, I'm just an intern. I'm doing this for the summer. But you're not the, you're not the first nor the fifth person that have said this, you know. Uh -huh. um, and then and then if it's like a land survey and it hasn't caught up, but they want all your other information you you're not you don't have to uh disclose anything you don't want to these are volunteered uh questions so if you okay, don't so want to give information you don't have to are, are you saying that you could say okay this is my address whenever it gets down to sex or gender however it's yeah. labeled you can choose to skip choose that to skip it. um maybe maybe you got to be a little bit careful if it is the Standard census survey where they just sort of try to get as many people to fill out their survey as they possibly can mm -hmm. so they get as many names. There are some things you can skip. There's some things you can't. Oh, okay. And be counted. There is also a more complete one that is sort of they're getting the average for blocks and those things. Mm -hmm. And depending on exactly what Congress does each time, those are sometimes mandated. Mm. And they'll just keep coming back until you actually complete the thing because it's a, it's a stratified random sample approach that they some that they use for some things. Now, that changes every year, and they go to Congress and ask for Congress to do various things. Okay. Uh, the, the real problem with saying you're trans, let's say they had that option, mm -hmm. that you know, or neither, or whatever. Well, we do know that during World War II, the census data was not kept confidential that it was pulled and actually used to decide who goes into Japanese internment camps. That's true. So 
not only do we not necessarily trust them to keep things confidential, we know they don't. Mm-hmm. And and the census data is different than your tax return. Your tax return by law is confidential. And so you at least can go to court. With the census, yeah, it's questionable because of the way it's awarded in the Constitution. So, you know, it, it's a two-sided thing. Yes, I think it would be a good idea if, you know, we collected that information because it'd be really nice to know, you know, how many people of various uh, sorts, et cetera, there are, mm-hmm. et cetera. But don't forget with information comes exposure and potential attacks. So you, you got to be a right. little bit careful. I, I remember during the last census, um, I guess that was under Obama, mm-hmm. there we had several trans people employed to do the census and that would there, I, I recall that there was like a push at that point you know hey if you're queer go ahead and take it do it it's going to be great good you know do it do it do it and hiring from the queer community well there, i will guarantee you there are a lot of trans people working for the census this time. I'm always well, nervous about visibility if there's no policy or recourse or safety ordinance. Like, I just, I don't navigate for that at all. No. Yeah. Well, so now that we've confused you and worried you, we're going to take a break for... Uh, and figure out what else we can confuse yeah. and worry you about. <laughs> so we'll be right back. <laughs> if you're trans, intersex, or genderqueer, and are a victim of a disaster... We can help with our Trans Disaster Relief Fund. And if you're going to college, university, or trade school, you can apply for one of our scholarships. Located in Houston, Texas, we hold weekly support group meetings and run the only community-owned transgender archive that's open to the public. Also, please keep in mind that our 2018 Houston Transgender Unity Banquet will be held Saturday, September 15, 2018. If you'd like to learn more about any of this, just go to transadvocate.com. All right. So, hey, we're back and we're ready to confuse you some more. So take it away. (laughs) Well, if you're listening from any particular area, you can write us and tell us what area you're listening from and any of the events that's going on in your area. We can share about it. This last weekend, we had Bunnies on the Bayou in Houston, and it's their 39th anniversary. Wait a second. Like for the longest time, Uh I thought that that was literal bunnies that uh, they'd bring out on the bayou and be, there was a little raft or something that they yeah. would put around <laughs> on <laughs> <laughs> no. well, I, well, do, do they uh, have like big bunny ears <laughs> they actually do have big bunny ears and it's an adult party it's very 21 adult. and up and so they actually took if you know like the hanky code uh oh, the cool. color of your bunny ears symbolize what oh. you're into so they had uh slutty bunny they had like conservative bunny they had like everything bunny like so basically if you're at it's a it's a huge party that uh was created i want to say like in reaction to being disowned on easter not Mm. being invited to family things Mm -hmm. and then when you come together and have this big party the money the proceeds go to the beneficiaries and the beneficiaries are people who help the community whether it's um for HIV, whether it's for uh, lesbian outreach or for us, we got to be a beneficiary last year and this year for Gender Real Houston. So okay, gotcha. for film expression on identity, we we have uh, partnerships with film festivals or small screenings on differently gender expressed films. So okay. things that you wouldn't necessarily see in your regular AMC Edwards sort of gotcha. theater. 
And uh, it was an all-day event, and it actually takes a day before and a day after to throw this huge party. You have to have a, a, a big setup, get the U-Hauls, get the the alcohol there, get the, the, the wristbands put on just right for all your attendees. Uh, but it was really fun. And one, one of the things that they do that is sort of interesting is that if you're going to be a beneficiary, you have to provide volunteers. Yes. And they're very specific about the very number. Very specific. You know, it, it, you know, a lot of times people are like, well, we'd like you to have volunteers help us. And everyone says, sure. No, they're like, we need this many volunteers. We're going to check. Per shift. They're yeah. specific and, per and shift. it's got to be this many for this shift, this many for these shifts. Uh-huh. And the real key is if you don't make the volunteers, you don't get the money. Right. <laughs> and and since there's quite a few beneficiaries, like it's kind of hard to find that many people. So, uh, but we did. And we had wonderful, wonderful volunteers that had a lot of fun. And um, I... You're not sure how much money you get until afterwards, you know, so we don't know that yet. But we went out to eat afterwards and we were quite happy with ourselves. And and can I just you mentioned volunteers and I just want to say I've watched our organization over the years and, um, you know, the volunteers that we get um, are pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, with the trans center that the the amount of time, attention, effort people put into Absolutely. all the various things that we're doing um, is amazing. Mm-hmm. But what's also amazing is I've watched, uh, especially the two of you, work <laughs> to, to uh, <laughs> ensure that volunteers are treated well, that are respected, that, you know, that um, our organization has a robust policy around mm-hmm. Uh, volunteer recruitment and care and mm-hmm. um, recognition, those kinds of things. And I, I just don't, um, I've volunteered with lots and lots of organizations. I, there's an organization that I volunteered with. I, I had to recently quit, but I had volunteered with them for 15 years. And they're like, yeah, see you later. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, and, and I, I just want to say, you know, thank you to both of you mm-hmm. for putting so much time and attention into recognizing volunteers and the work that they do. I mean, really, You're that's welcome. pretty amazing. Well, and, and one of the things is we have this problem, and that is every time we do something that like volunteer work and we're doing all like that, we turn it into a party. Right, right. <laughs> and everyone starts having fun. And, yes. and, 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 you know, if we don't get everything done, that's okay if we right. have a good time. Because it's volunteer. <laughs> right. And, and people like to come to our volunteer and events. Usually they'll bring more people to support. And, and then you get to meet more friends. And it's a, it's a very friendly environment. And we always end before you would get exhausted. That's, yes. that's key, right? Yeah. Or, or we'll break to a more party type thing. <laughs> sure. Like, yeah, sure. everybody, everybody's getting tired yeah. of this stuff let's let's stop and do something else and one of the things that alexis uh taught me that i was really grateful for you know she put words to this is in a lot of organizations the volunteers come last they're put to mm-hmm. the side oh no 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 you no, know no. they're the, they're they're on the backs of the worker sort of situation right mm-hmm. but in and around our unity banquet particularly um you know she's like the volunteers come first because mm-hmm. this event literally would not happen if it wasn't for them right they, they get an upfront table they get treated yeah, well the they get bit. a meal they yeah. get thanked they get reminded they get you know supported and then they get a follow-up thank you they get a follow-up like you know i mean 
it's not like we have to be friends, but at that point you have developed a relationship with them. Right, right. And a lot of our community members do come out to volunteer, one, because they want to give back, but two, because they really want to meet people Mm -hmm. that are like-minded and out for a good cause. Um, In fact, the majority of the Bunnies volunteers were the people who volunteered at the Unity Banquet. Oh, okay. Our next event coming up is going to be Pride, which is quite the undertaking. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it has a parade, history tent, and probably we're going to do a festival booth. We don't know that for sure yet. Mm-hmm. We're still talking about that. But, you know, like one of the things with bunnies, you know, afterwards I get this note from Robin says, hey, we're, a bunch of us are going to go get something to eat at one of the restaurants here. And I'm like, okay, I'll be yeah. there. And <laughs> Well, you got to invite the president. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know. Because I actually I, like our president. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I, I, you know, I didn't do bunnies. I didn't volunteer. But I really totally enjoyed hearing all the bunnies <laughs> stories and you could tell who had actually done bunnies because they were all wearing these sort of interesting pink t-shirts <laughs> yes. e- even though pink isn't a lot of their colors shall we say <laughs> right it wouldn't have been my first nor fifth choice but it's a volunteer shirt and and faces were generally about the same color as that pink shirt yes, because yes. there's no shade at this new location we're no shade we're out in the heat and and uh giving of our time in our holiday for mm-hmm. for hopes of getting money in return to put another event off for our community you know this is pretty General. this is pretty mm-hmm. selfless right you know and and uh, last year there was a uh, it's a drinking event and some of us were in the main drinking booth and I mean, I'm sober. I don't even drink, yep, right? So here I was volunteering <laughs> for other people to drink for 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 benefit. I look over and there's this girl that's really feeling herself and having fun and, and being of service. And then I look over and she's just deflated. And I was like, what happened? And she goes, they keep yelling at me. They keep oh. like micromanaging me. And like, I don't know how to make drinks. I was like, girl, it's like vodka and club soda. Like, chill out, you know? And, and I was just said, look me in the eye. One side of the table is volunteering and the other side of the table is partying. Like, and we're all in the same community after this event. Like, so it, it just really helps to have a, a muscle in throwing events off to mm. go there and not take things personally and leave with the, with a good attitude, you know, or you don't have volunteer retention. Right, right. And, and in fact, that was one thing that I've noticed about the way that, uh, We've been doing business now for, uh, seems like a decade and a half Mm -hmm. or so. It's like, you know, it's not about, so I've seen us work with uh, small nonprofits that wanted Mm -hmm. to get off their feet. We're like, no, no, no. We don't want to gobble you up. Mm-hmm. If you want, <laughs> if you want help to get on your feet, we're here, mm-hmm. and you know we'll we help them get you, up. And, you know? and, and whatever helps is fine. And the minute you want to take it, great, because then we don't have to mess with it anymore. <laughs> and, and I love that we're very sharing in what works. You mm-hmm. know, we don't want our community to take the toll of finding out what works. So, mm-hmm, you know, if mm-hmm. they wanted and a film festival or their own podcast, like we would share what works. Absolutely. Right. And we've screwed you know. up enough of them that we know what doesn't work in a lot of cases. And a lot of times that's when I'm talking to people, it's like, okay, we tried that and here's what we tried and mm-hmm. it really didn't work out well. And here's why. And they're like, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm like, it, it's because, gosh, we've tried a lot of things that didn't work out really well. Or if they want to like umbrella under us, like we don't it's take all a fine. lot of their money, you know, mm-hmm. we, we, we just take whatever the 
I don't know, the taxes. No, we're doing 10% now, but yeah. that's still really low. Still pretty low. And, oh, hell and, yeah. There's a, there's a, I actually, I had a conversation with someone recently. They were wanting to set up an organization uh, around, it was around an ethnic cause. And uh, they were umbrellowing, umbrellowing, umbrellowing. Umbrellowing. Okay, there you go. English again. Um, that might be a Robin made up. Yeah. <laughs> You're cleeping on umbrellowing. <laughs> it's a dance, girl. <laughs> uh, well, so they they found this nonprofit that exists to give, uh, like I guess, an umbrella for other nonprofits to come under them, and they take twenty five percent of everything right off the top, Whoa. just some- for existing. That's not for special things that they're doing. That's just every dollar you get. That's twenty five cents off the top. Hmm. Well, and there there are groups that go up to fifty percent. I mean, we, we we were doing seven, and I guess it was last year, year and a half ago. People decided we'd go on up to ten because mm-hmm. that still kept us lower than anyone else. And and you know, the idea is that it does take a fair amount of effort to do your taxes and get all that stuff mm-hmm. done, and 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 those things. The other side is, let's say that it's going to be something really short term. We've been known to waive that fee, shall we say? Because <laughs> yes. we're in. We're into it just to make it work, not mm-hmm. you know, not to make money. We should be into it to make money, then we can get paid or something, I guess. But we, we haven't gotten there yet. Oh. oh my god, have I told you before? You know these like haters on Twitter. Um, I've I someone was tweeting at me. How much do you get paid to tweet this stuff? I'm like, what? <laughs> paid? <laughs> yeah. what, what, you, what? What is your PR department? I'm like. PR department. What? (laughs) You have us confused with United Way. It's not like you have a YouTube channel. (laughs) I'm getting paid by my ads. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the funniest things, though, is the first time that I started really looking into um, our IRS filings and those sorts of things, I, I was absolutely certain that I was wrong because IRS has a sort of different categories for nonprofits that they mm. have small nonprofits, medium nonprofits, large and very large nonprofits and, mm. and, and they treat them differently. Oh, okay. I was surprised to find out that at that time we were a large nonprofit <laughs> and, and we, we didn't have much and, and very shortly thereafter we became a very large nonprofit. So IRS's eyes were like United way. <laughs> You know, wow. except way. that they have like a hundred thousand employees or something. <laughs> and, and you it, just see like a Rosie the Riveter poster. That yeah, and, and and you know, and it's sort of like, wow, y'all need more categories there to realign it. <laughs> now the reason is that most nonprofits raise virtually no money. Uh, if mm-hmm. you take the average, I, I think the money that's raised by an average nonprofit is something under a hundred dollars a year. Oh wow! And okay. so. <laughs> You know, there's a whole lot of really little ones. And so everybody else ends up being these very large and they treat you sort of that way, which is is really comical. Fortunately, the forms that you have to fill out don't necessarily go with that. So uh, I was thinking, uh, you know, one of the things that we were talking about doing, uh, I know you've talked about it on the podcast before, was this concept of, you know, it sucks that we as a community, um, I'm, I'm looking at this news article right here. Uh, the American Family Association has come out and uh, basically a little kid, um, you know, uh, some pervert came in and a little kid 
the guy flashed the little kid or something like that. Of course, the American Family Values Association, they're like, Oh, uh, see, trans, ah, uh, see, mm-hmm. trans, trans, this, mm-hmm. this, this has to be trans, you know, because if it's a pervert showing people their genitalia, that means they're trans, right? That's an argument, right? Right? <laughs> you know, and of course, this is getting around in the so, news. So, and- so my real question is, which religious leader did it? <laughs> we did just have a segment on that. <laughs> Just, just, just checking. I mean, that's the much more likely version. <laughs> well, I mean, so, but you were talking about like, look, you know, we've got these people uh, making demonstrably false statements, working to erode our rights, uh, to make it more difficult for us to function in society, get jobs, be safe, um, just going to the store. Those kinds of things, those are all results of these types of toxic campaigns that monster us. And instead of just going, oh, gee whiz, that sucks. Uh, well, let's, I know. Let's march. If we show some signs, then they'll stop doing it this time. This time so, it'll work. So that's like one step up from prayers and best wishes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Then yeah. marching is next. Yeah. As far as things that don't no, work. No, you had this like beautiful insight there. You're like, you know, their weapon is money. And if we uh disarm we need to disarm them, them. <laughs> it's simple. And and we're going forward with that. Um have done a fair amount of research. I know the structure that we want. Mm. Um, we're looking at putting that together. I've had some discussions with a certain group. There's an event I'm going to tonight that the the people That's I've been anti defamation. Yeah, that would be the event. And <laughs> and the people I've been talking to are really good contacts. Even though I was talking to them because we're better at handling the logistics around events than they are mm-hmm. apparently. Because <laughs> the, the things that we think are horrible screw ups, they're they're having bigger problems. And and they're getting them straight. So this isn't a complaint. It's just sort of funny. It makes me feel better about the ones that we do. You know, where, where we feel like, oh gosh, you know, we should have done this two weeks earlier. And we were way ahead of them. <laughs> but um we're going to start talking to them about the best way to go forward with this and mm-hmm. what we do with it. Um we we do have the the two big projects. That's one of the big projects. The other big project is starting to put together the things that we need to do to have another transgender center that'll last here in Houston. Right, and, uh, and those both can be really big. By the way, that I guess will make us an ultra ultra large ultra, ultra nonprofit like or something. Ultron of trans organizations <laughs> yeah, or something. Know. But you know, just I mean, so recently one of the speakers of the Parkland Survivors, um. Someone on Fox News, some somebody uh, went after him on, I guess, Twitter or said some nasty things about him. And, um, you know, his reaction wasn't to, oh, well, let's get into a name calling thing. His reaction was like, OK, well, let's just go talk to all of your advertisers. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? Like almost Immediately, she's like, "Oh, you know, here's my apology," and now she's on vacation. Yeah, it was a pre- it was a pre-planned vacation <laughs> yeah. that she went ahead and took. <laughs> you know, but you're absolutely right. That's what you have to do. Yeah, I that- mean, you have to go after 
what they do. If you'll recall, there was a, a shelter here in town. Mm. And oh, yes, we were yes, getting yes. nowhere until we got to the point where they were about to lose their funding nationwide. Yes, yes. Because of us. <laughs> and suddenly their lawyer's like, so what do you want? <laughs> I mean, you know. You know, but that's, that was a strong lesson that I learned because I spent a decade, a decade, Trying to work with them. Okay, can we move a little bit forward? Can, let's look at this policy. I'll do a training for you. I can train all your. Yeah, can we? Well, well, but, but, and then it's like nothing. But as soon as it looked as like soon, they might lose all of their was, funding yeah, nationwide, they're like, that's it. They're like, oh yes, well, we're yeah. a safe space. We're what, we're pro trans. We're pro what, whatever you want. How do we go forward? Because. <laughs> Because that, that's the whole thing. And, and you look you look at a lot of this stuff, and we presume they're nice people. No. Yeah. They're basically in it for the money a lot of times. Yeah. It, it, uh, a lot of this stuff, it's a business. Yeah. That, it's a business. That's it. And with businesses, if you kill off their money supply, <laughs> it sort of works. Yeah. But speaking of nice people, where are you going tonight? Oh, I'm going to this really, really nice event. Uh-huh. And it's the... Anti-Defamation League, and they're honoring somebody named Judge Phyllis Randolph Fry. Who's that? Who's what? Who's I don't that? know, but I think that Judge Fry might be the first transgender sitting judge. Yes, she is. She is. <laughs> I and, think that might be. Yeah, yeah. And and, and and you know, me saying Judge Phyllis Randolph Fry is sort of hard because it's Phyllis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's Phyllis. Yeah, Google Phyllis. <laughs> yeah, yeah you'll, you'll get there. Now, the other thing that's sort of interesting when I look at the list, they're honoring four people tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another person being honored. Adrian Garcia for the oh, stuff okay. he did when yeah, he was yeah, sheriff. Yeah, yeah. Another one of our friends. Mm-hmm. Great. So um, the the Pride event that Pride is in what June? June. Mm-hmm. June? At the end of June. Okay. And, and, and the events around Pride should start about now. Yes. Yes. They Wait. Do a what? Lot of what? Pre-Pride. They, they have lots of pre-Pride and Pride superstars for the entertainer type people, and there's there's a lot of Pride parties oh. before Houston Pride. Houston does a lot of build up. And then you have Pride the, about the last week of June yeah. in ah. honor of Stonewall mm-hmm. and in honor of our highest temperatures outside. But <laughs> yes. um, well, you we did actually, move it to a pool party. We it's actually a pool party do like, put in a sacrifice for our history with well, the Houston heat. Actually, I think we're showing that we can survive anything. Right. That's right. Sur- right. No, I, I definitely have, reminding ourselves of that. I, I do have to sure. give them credit that it was moved till night, so at least you don't have the noonday sun for the parade. Yeah. So if you want to volunteer with us, go to tfahouston.com and, you know, uh, click on volunteer and we'll set you up with a pride booth or walking in the pride parade. You can just show up for that part. If you want to be in the parade, everybody's welcome to join us in the parade. And if you want to help build the float, that's kind of like our own pre pride party is Friday night. And then we have uh, pride on Saturday. So some people just do the Friday night build out. Yeah, which is oh. sort of interesting because they're like, I have more fun building than meeting in the parade. And it's like, go for it. It's, it's really, you know, it's really, it's a, it's a smaller crowd and it's, it's family, you know, oriented and it's just really fun. And the float build is the first place that I ever met uh, Dylan. Ah, you okay. Know, Dylan Forbes that was on our, our podcast. He came out randomly because I had posted on Facebook, come out and join us. And, you know, he brought all of his tools and just kind of stuck around from there. It was great. It was great. And so ended up running for office. Leave. He did really well. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't make it into the runoffs, mm-hmm. but he's also working with some other candidates right now. Mm-hmm. And 
he's really enjoying it and i think it's super honestly I, yeah i i will not be surprised to see dylan in office at some point oh i, I think he will be right. mm-hmm. he's sticking with it so mm-hmm. and and if you you watch dylan when he's talking about it and there's a big smile <laughs> it, it's not a, oh this was horrible it's like oh no, yeah i'm liking yeah. this I, I can't tell you how many people i've seen you know they show up at a you know like they show up at some sort of event or something like that and then they like take off on this trajectory and you just kind of watch them right so so to be clear so we our our next big event here in houston is uh pride and we have all the various pride events leading up to that and then after that in september we have the unity banquet right we do mm-hmm. okay. we have the unity banquet coming up and, and then of course we have dor and there there very well might be some other events in between there these are just the ours 26th i think it's 26 because we had the 25th two years ago so Oh, yeah, the 26th. So 27th. This must be the 27th. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, because because the mug you're drinking out of and the one we're giving away was the 26th. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. No, nope, but- I'm sorry. It was the 24th. So this is the 26th because last year was silver. Yeah. Okay. I'll 26th. get it straight. Okay. So I think that's... You know, uh, the problem is that I've got my shoes off, but that only gives me 20 counts. So I can't oh, keep Lord. up with hands and fingers. <laughs> And then toes. But uh, but yeah, you know, we, we have a lot of stuff going on. Happy to have anybody join us with it. You know, we'll find something for you to do, like it or not. <laughs> Any updates with the archives? Um, other than the fact that we're getting ready to put it back online okay. because I've actually looked at it and figured out where we had an error. We we had some things going wrong, and so I just took it down for a mm-hmm. while. Mm-hmm. And we'll get that but moving. it'll come back for people who care oh, of course. about it. Yeah, great. Yeah. And I mean, It'd all the nice information's there before. and that sort of stuff. One of the big things about it, and I think it's, you know, Kristen's fault totally. Oh, is, what? What? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, we're basically going to have to move to much bigger servers because oh, yeah. we have way too many people listening to us and reading stuff and doing <laughs> stuff. And so I have to be really careful what I do that I don't crash our servers. So uh-huh. that, that's on my agenda for the next two to three weeks is move us to much bigger. And did you oh, two open up times. the last package that we got that was very well wrapped? Yeah. It, it, we didn't open it completely. We opened it to where we could see what it was. It, it's a, it's a newspaper. On how to open it. Oh yeah, very specific directions. We'll have to open that. Okay. Yeah, we've we I I whenever I saw but it's the an package, archive item. I I, okay. I recognized right away where 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 that newspaper came from because we've gotten things from them before. In fact, we have some fr- framed things from them before. Yeah, and one of the things you know, people keep asking. So how do you get archive stuff? And it's like we find it and either buy it or someone Fundraise sends it to it us and sometimes uh-huh. it just shows up at the door <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. And, and we get a couple things a month maybe four or five a month and mm-hmm. if you think about that over 20 years this is uh, a whole yeah. lot of stuff <laughs> right. and then we get things like somebody walks in with their entire you know 40 year history collection of, mm-hmm. of trans stuff and mm-hmm. yep. tosses it in and says mm-hmm. okay here's a thousand items go for it you know one thing that I, I will always stick with me um, is um, this there was this person who was rooming with a member of the trans community. Um, you know, they not that they were really close friends or anything. This was just a roommate situation. And this person passed away. Mm-hmm. And this person had no family to speak of or whatever. And um, 
what they did have is this really interesting book um, full of kind of 1970s, 80s um, era garden party stuff, you know, pictures oh, yeah. and, and, and <laughs> things Garden from party that. was a regular event here in Houston. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, you know, that, that would have gone in the trash. Right. I mean, all, all of these people who, uh, you know, kept the community together in the 70s Ooh. and 80s, you know, um, and they don't have families or mm. whatever, you know, it's horrible. But, you know, once they pass on, mm-hmm. their stuff goes in the trash. And uh, what I love seeing is that instead of that happening, someone, you know, it clicks. Oh, there's an archive. Oh, there's a trans archive. Oh, there's this archive or that archive. And it gets preserved mm-hmm. instead of going to a goddamn dump. Right. And um, I just love one of our Unity Banquet speakers. His name was actually Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was awesome. <laughs> and Absolutely. He had such charm and he just made everyone laugh. He and mom- his name moonwalked was in. Michael and Jackson. Like, no, he and didn't. He, he's a, uh, an archivist and a librarian from Texas A&M. Yes. Is that right? Was, was it College Station? Texas, or? Texas A&M College Station. He's the LGBT uh, collection. I, yeah, I was uh, like, wait a second. College Station, LGBT he was, he collection? Was just what? Saying, you know, I mean, if if someone passes away or or even you know goes through a disaster, you could lose tons of oh god tons yeah. of history mm-hmm. right there if it's not preserved um, with our old school photos or even right, yeah. even um, people who have things on hard drives or thumbsticks mm-hmm. or whatever if it just accidentally gets erased that's so yep. many things you know so you always want to make sure to back things up and um, you know look at your local archives and see what they accept and what they don't accept and what we're doing with ours is we're putting it online so people can see our history worldwide like from afar I don't know why my grandmother had this Uh but I was going through my my grandmother wanted to go through her pictures and stuff and she had this um, Houston Post which the Houston Post isn't even around anymore (laughs) but it was a picture of um, Ray Hill yeah, talking, and it was about all the queers and, and KPFT, you know, um, protesting uh, Anita Bryant coming wow. here. Yeah. And, you know, she had that. I was like, oh, God. What, what? Oh, my God. This is amazing. I my grandma's so awesome. <laughs> Actually, I got a picture of my grandmother and Ray Hill together. Aww. Yeah, it's great. But, um, you know, that. Uh-huh. Went to the archive. That's great. (laughs) Yeah, you know, seriously, folks, if you run across this this kind of stuff, don't set it aside. Don't throw it out. Contact your local archive. Make sure that that stuff is preserved. If it's trans-related, we'd love to have it. Absolutely. Absolutely. If it's somehow gender-related. Whether it's trash or not, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, they can tell you whether they can archive something or not. And I had a friend that's at UCLA right now, and she's in her graduate program, and she is looking for uh, queer, any any GLBT uh, history uh, for Asian Pacific Islanders, mm-hmm. you know, because there's just nothing. Like, she doesn't have anything to look at any ancestry thing for herself, and if she could get people together, but it's still so very, like, unspoken that, but the- you know, they don't know where to start. Well- well, yeah, and there's not a lot of written history of that. So, but, so, I mean, just I mean, here in America, the the notion of queer archives, you know, before there was one, so the one institute mm-hmm. and their archives, um, 
which a trans person helped fund and set up, by the way, just FYI, just FYI. Thank you. Um, you know, before there was that, we didn't really have a repository to save this stuff, mm -hmm. you know. And so we only have maybe 50 years within our community here wow. in America where our community is like, hey, we need to make a concerted effort to save stuff, to keep it, to, to put it someplace and to protect it, to, mm -hmm. to, that this is our history and our history has value. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that um, early 80s, that's what IFGE started doing mm -hmm. with and publishing a lot of the stuff in tapestry or things about it and then collecting it. And, and that collection went to Harvard mm -hmm. and they think it's going to take them forever to get through it because <laughs> it was huge. Mm -hmm. I mean, we... we we looked at it. There was just nothing we could do with it. It was like multiple 18-wheeler mm. of stuff. Well, right. On I mean, pallet after pallet after pallet. But some of that, we had some of that stuff, same stuff going on with our archive because before there was really the, in, I mean, before there was the internet and before whenever there was the internet, but there really wasn't a lot of people on it, the way trans people got their news was predominantly through these various like local community newsletters mm -hmm. and all the newsletters shared their stories with mm -hmm. everyone else yeah and they were mailed around i mean uh -huh. I, I used yeah. to get all sorts of envelopes that yeah. had weird return addresses <laughs> on them so that no one would know what they were exactly uh-huh yeah, uh -huh. yeah I, in fact I, I i remember seeing several unopened envelopes um, you know, and you just feel the envelope and you know it's a newsletter from someplace that someone somewhere sent us or some group uh, a newsletter that may or that just didn't get opened. Well, and, and one of the things with the archives, it's always funny because as we're going through photographing, you get one of the unopened pieces and it's like, do we open it or do we not? <laughs> now, now I, I, I opt for not opening mm -hmm. it, but who knows? There could be something in there. Yeah, <laughs> you, you never do know. And that's one of the things that I love about uh, going through archives is, and even just, hell a magazine from the 60s or something you're like turn the page yeah that's interesting that's interesting that's interesting and holy shit <laughs> you know, well, oh yeah. my god well one of the things one of the rules as we're photographing everything and, and getting ready to put it online is if you get something interesting you stop and read it yes. that's the rule <laughs> yeah. and you share it with other people if everyone's there yeah. and Your if it history. turns into a party and we get nothing else done yeah. who cares yeah. <laughs> we, you know, and i mean it's what was happening, so you might as well make it a rule, and, and that way no one feels bad about doing it. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, there was one point that uh, a friend of mine, uh, Lee Brewster, there was an article that I found that I hadn't read on Lee Brewster. Wait, 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 wait. People, if you don't know who Lee Brewster is, Google Lee Brewster. You need to know that name. It's in New York. And... You know, I'm sitting there and I'm reading this article as I'm getting ready to photograph it. And there's other people around and tears are running down my cheeks because Lee was a good friend and Lee's mm -hmm. dead. And I hadn't read this and it was bringing back all sorts of really good memories. And so basically we talked about Lee Brewster for probably two hours after oh, that. Man. And, and you know, it's stuff like that that just happens. And, and you know, you go through... And with uh, GCTC, there was mm -hmm. somebody that used to write stories that went in some of those newsletters. And I mean, they were like mm -hmm. stories that were later published. And there's stories that I've seen later published that people are complaining because someone stole their story. And I'm like, you know, we, we, we have a published version of that that's really a lot older than yours. And, 
<laughs> and I got a feeling this won't work in court. <laughs> and and so, you know, you, you see stuff like that, and it, it's just interesting. And as we go through the things that we have, you pick up a box, and there's like 50 things in there that are interesting enough to just sit there and go through them. Huh. And, and that's the really cool part. So if anyone wants to get involved with the archive, like how, what, okay, so... Since since the uh, catalog isn't online right now, but it will be, you know, we're working on yeah. getting new servers and stuff. But so, how? What kinds of things can they do? How do they get involved? What's well, that process? First like? thing is contact us on any of our contact stuff through TFA mm-hmm. Houston or Trans Advocate. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll get it to the right people. And the things that we're doing is, if you're local, then we're needing people to help photograph things. Uh, we uh, need uh-huh. if you if you'd like to be in charge of doing all this. Oh, I'll let you have it in a minute. <laughs> you know the whole bit. Uh, and then after we have them out there, we need metadata added. And Ooh. you know, yeah, just that's, that's it, a it, huge job. It is. It's and but it can be done from any place in the country, right. anytime. Right, right, right. And that's one of the things that people can get involved in if they like to. Okay. All right. So, anything else? Any other news? Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. Okay. Well, thank you again for joining us for another podcast. I started to say tune in, but I guess that's not right anymore. You don't tune in to a podcast. Thanks for pushing play. Thank you for pushing play. Pushing our buttons. No, it's more like clicking play. Most people don't push it anymore. It's more like clicking play. Okay. Or or telling <laughs> Alexa to play it or whatever. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. right. Oh, Alexa, yeah. play my yeah. podcast. Oh, you fucked everything up now. <laughs> yeah, someone's listening and they have an Alexa Uh-oh. back there. And, and it going, just did it. Alexa, play the podcast Trans Advocate. And now it will play. It's, it's playing in the background. They're saying Alexa and... <laughs> <laughs> this is why you change Alexa's name immediately upon getting it. Just telling you, you know, I've had this experience for a very long time with voice recognition systems. All right. Hey, y'all, thank you again for tuning in. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to stick with that. Thank you for tuning in and uh, sticking with us for another podcast. We will catch you next week. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to another edition of the Trans Advocate Podcast. We are a project of the Transgender Foundation of America, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Your support makes what we do possible. Resistance means nothing without supporting elected officials who won't attack trans, intersex, and queer children in our schools. They can't vote, so you're going to have to do it for them. If you live in the U.S. and are not registered to vote, We can help you with that at our site. Register and vote, no matter what. The Trans Advocate Podcast was produced by Kristen Williams. All rights reserved. The Trans Advocate is a project of the Transgender Foundation of America, a 501c3 nonprofit. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the Trans Advocate or the Transgender Foundation of America. The confusing and worrying podcast. <laughs> like, skip that one. <laughs> well, you, you know, I mean, that's going to be our highest like, clicks. Whoa. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny, though. I've had the amount of straight people go, what's the belt buckle sticker? <laughs> the equal rights ordinance. I think it's a belt buckle. <laughs> hey, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <coughs>
So was there something else y'all wanted to talk about? <laughs> you're so you're in a mood. <laughs> you're they're already, you already intimidated the shit out of them. <laughs> it's kind of a sucker punch. <laughs> well Do we? Okay, cool. <laughs> we can we yeah. can just say that <laughs> yeah well i never know who our listeners are like why well, don't either well, but i mean but it's it's everywhere okay everywhere it's okay. like and, and i keep hearing or getting comments from people that i would have bet you money would not listen to our podcast mm-hmm. and you know, that's true. I, and yeah. and okay. you know, and it's like they're just people asking and... questions about something in Houston because they're in Florida and listen to our podcast. Right. <laughs> so, um, so what I was going to say just flew out of my head. Um, Excellent, it landed on the wall. It's just draining down there. <laughs> I'm gonna have to clean that up, aren't I? <laughs> Middle of the night, I'll hear this whop <sighs> onto the floor. <laughs> You know, I'm thinking of a certain episode of Star Trek where they were hanging on the ceiling. They go plop onto the. Oh wow! 